Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TF Today. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show where my producer accuses me of breathing. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places where you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there. She is the associate producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She's today's producer of Texas Football Today. She's the all-time producer of uh, Republic of Football. It's like when you're the all-time quarterback. Yeah. You know, like whenever you're She's my mal pal, your pal, mal pal, everyone's mal pal. It's Mallory Hartley. Hi, Mallory. Hey. This you is- know what? You breathe loud and I laugh loud, so we're pretty even. I'll chuckle Yeah, but I have loud, to breathe so. to live. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You can keep going. Can I? Yeah. Are you sure? You can keep. I'm not real you sure. You can breathe now. Kind of feels like stopping you can breathe down now. the show. <laughs> I got to tell you, Mallory, and maybe I'll do this at the end of the show, but hey, this has been fun. You and me doing the show today. It has fun. It's I been like fun. it. it yeah, I always enjoy this. Yeah, it's different, it's you know? Fun. Today is Friday, May 17th, 2022. 160 days till Thanksgiving. Get those Thanksgiving plans in order, guys. We're running out of time. Yeah, we are. It's coming up quick. 160 days. It's coming up. You're blanking. It's soon. here. I mean, tomorrow's going to be 159. Mm-hmm. And then what? Uh, happy birthday to Kendrick Lamar, episode 1407. Yeah. On today's show, my friends, mi amigos y mis amigas, uh, we are going to uh, hear from uh, our friends at Athletes Athletes. Uh, Reed Meyer, the, the athlete, uh, the CEO and co-founder, has a really personal story about about um, about why they do what they do, and it's really interesting. I hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the back half of the show, we're going to rev- continue our rankings reveal. We're going to reveal the DCTF preseason 1A Division Two ranking. Get into the UIL. 1A Division Two, the smallest classification in the UIL. Who is in the top 10 to start the year in the D- Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football Rankings? And if we've got time, Mallory has so graciously volunteered her time and energy <laughs> to answer a few questions in Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. So get your questions in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places. And we will answer a few of those there at the very, very end of the show. Just as a nice way to cap the week. Mm-hmm. Nice way to end the week. Do we have first four through the door, Mallory? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Andrew Christensen, Aaron Arbuckle, and Just Chat. And then honorable mention in the Facebook comments is Rhonda, because I don't think she watches on YouTube. She watches on uh Did she Facebook, comment? So she did. She said okay. hi. Yeah. So shout out Rhonda. Yeah, shout out. Uh, you know guys. what? You know what? Earlier today, early in the pre show, we named a guy who was not the Texas Football Today listener of the week. Can we name one who is listener of the week? Congratulations to Rhonda Hartley. Woo! 
this week's Texas Football Today <laughs> Listener of the Week. Yay! Because you're Mallory's mom. And I don't know the next up. time I'm going to do a show with Mallory. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you know. Anyway, uh, we'll send you a plaque. Yay. All right, Mal Pal. Um, we've been talking a little bit about our friends at Athletes to Athletes, um, uh, the, the college counseling service. But maybe you just need a little bit more of a uh, personal touch here. Reed Meyer, the co-founder and CEO of Athletes to Athletes, has a really interesting personal story about why he does what he does. Uh, we hope you'll, you'll enjoy this. This is uh, our conversation with Reed Meyer of Athletes to Athletes here on Texas Football Today. Recruiting is always a fun process, but there are people to help student athletes along the way, and we're joined by one of them. It is Reed Meyer, the co-founder and CEO of Athletes to Athletes. Reed, thank you for joining us. Before we get into your story and how you ended up here, we want to kind of give people just a little bit of a quick description on what is Athletes to Athletes and what is it, what is it they all do. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Athletes to Athletes is a one-on-one advising service for high school kids who want to compete in college. We help them navigate the college selection, college evaluation, and college recruiting process to, to make a holistic decision academically, athletically, financially, and with their own personal needs in mind. And there's no one better to help athletes do that than someone who has been through this process. And I know that you have a, a very inspirational story as to how this whole idea came about and how this company came about. Go ahead, give us your story. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, right here, and uh, was a moderately well-recruited baseball player. I was 6'4", left-handed, so I kind of had the look that, that a lot of coaches were looking for. Um, you know, really was was focused on the athletic piece of the puzzle for the whole time. I was really interested in, in rankings and, and prestige and all these types of things and, and uh, you know, a lot of what my parents wanted me to think and things like that. And so started looking at a bunch of different places, um, was lucky enough to get recruited in, in my upperclassmen years and thought I was going to go to Dartmouth for, for my senior year. Uh, was verbally committed to them through the summer, before my summer, uh, before my senior year. And uh, August rolls around senior year, turns out the grades aren't quite where they want them to be, and so I'm kind of back to square one at the beginning. So a lot of showcases, a lot of running around, um, end up finding Texas Tech University. I'm fortunate enough to get a, a scholarship offer from them, and really from the standpoint of meeting them to signing, it was probably about a 10-day period. I went and visited Lubbock. Um, for me personally, I, I will say it was, it was a not necessarily an inspiring visit. Um, that's more just my personal preferences than anything else. Texas Tech is fantastic. Um, but I ended up signing with them because it was a Big 12 program and it was the biggest, baddest school that I could get money for. So showed up there pretty quickly in the fall semester, realized that you know maybe I was a little bit over my skis. I kind of went from being you know, the guy at a smaller private school to being just a guy on a larger you know, nationally recruited team. Um, Lubbock was very far away from where I was used to. I, I grew up in a bigger city, was in a smaller place. Um, and so by the time my winter semester rolled around, you know, I really was, was struggling mentally and otherwise. And so I actually ended up uh, in therapy for, for some mental health struggles, got diagnosed with severe social anxiety and depression just because that experience was not what I expected it to be. It was a bit shell-shocking across the board from, from a college experience standpoint, from an interaction standpoint, from a sports standpoint. You know, I, I didn't really have baseball to fall back on. I always sort of had that as sort of my rock, the thing that I was really good at, the thing that I was always sort of dependent on. And now... I was just somebody else on the team, and so that was tough for me to process. And uh, fast forward the rest of the season, you know, kind of determined it wasn't a good fit for me. So left Texas Tech University and actually went back to Weatherford Junior College, a little bit closer to home, to be a walk-on uh, athlete with my uh, 
pitching coach who I grew up with. It just was more comfortable. I was able to go back, kind of level set a little bit, and then, you know, hey, I'll go back up to a Division One after that. I'll take care of it, and it'll be okay. Uh, fall season rolls around, do really well, have some really good opportunities to, to play at different places, decide to sort of push some, some Division One offers and some Division Two offers to the spring to see, in all honesty, my vanity, what else I can get whenever that uh, rolls around. And uh, spring season rolls around, we start a little, start off a little tough, and, and I find myself on the bench about two weeks into the season, and, and I actually wouldn't pitch again until our sort of sophomore day at the end of the year. And so for me, you know, I, I, I certainly didn't go to Weatherford as great of a school as it is, you know, for, for anything but baseball. And so when that was taken away, it, it really did force me again to kind of realize, you know, I can't just rely on this for, for what I'm doing and for my college experience. And so I started looking at schools for, for sports and just for overall academics and, and then finally the University of Texas and really kind of fell in love with the school from a visit standpoint, from an academic standpoint. Um, it just felt right. And, uh, but that would mean me quitting my sport um, and having to, having to really just sort of voluntarily stop doing the thing that defined me as a person since I was you know four or five years old and everybody in my friend group decided that I was the baseball kid. Um, and so that was tough. I mean, that 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 really played a, a, a tough role in my mental health. And coming to that decision was was not easy. Um, I remember there was a period of time where I actually considered, uh, you know, committing suicide instead of just telling my family about it because I couldn't grasp the idea of being that kid who failed. I had this family that had put this time, this effort, these resources into me succeeding, and to tell them that I was going to with this thing that we had all put so much you know, effort into uh, just seemed really sort of indescribable. I, I couldn't imagine doing it. And um, finally kind of mustered up the courage to talk to my parents about it. And luckily they were very supportive. But for me, you know, that was a, a life-changing decision. I, I needed to do something different. And so end up at the University of Texas. And uh, the first semester was a bit of a whirlwind. I was trying to kind of redefine who I was. I was no longer just read the baseball player. I was read. And I didn't know who that person was past, you know, the age of four or whatever it might have been. And so that was that was a tough transition. And I, I think, you know, it comes for every athlete at some point in time. And it just happened to come for me junior year of college. And so eventually I was able to sort of find my feet and, and, and create a really, really great relationship with folks and find a degree. I was really excited about it at UT. But in my last semester, you know, I sort of in retrospect of trying to understand kind of what just happened in the last three and a half years of, of my life. You know, I just started trying to ask myself questions. How, how could I have better prepared myself or, or better navigated this process to avoid really anything that, that just happened? Um, and I actually ended up filling up my small apartment walls completely with post-it notes on just questions I wish I would have asked myself, things I wish I would have known, things I wish I would have asked coaches or schools or my parents even uh, throughout this process that I felt would have helped me better navigate that that whole thing. and. Once I sort of filled my wall up, I started calling other college athletes that I knew who had played or, or previously played, and it was amazing to me that, you know, I felt like I was going to be the exception, and, and it was more so what seemed like the rule. There were a lot of kids who said, hey, you know, my experience wasn't quite as intense, my experience was more intense, whatever that might have been, but every one of them could resonate with a good portion of what I had written down, and, and most of them, if not all, had things to contribute to that story as well, and so it sort of, for me, had this blaring just siren of, hey, there's a better way to do this and there's a better way to manage this. We put such an emphasis on the athlete when we think about our kids going at the next level and playing because it is such a big piece of what you do. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's 25 to 35% of your overall college experience. Otherwise, you're living on that campus, you're taking those classes, you're with those people, you're creating those relationships. 
and no amount of your sport can supersede what that entire experience is going to be. And so those post-it notes and sort of those teachings and those experiences from, from former college athletes was what built out the base of our advising program in Athletes to Athletes to, to really help just educate and empower the next generation so that they can improve and, and continue the things that we all did and we really we really loved and you know change or, or fix or do better the things that we really wish we could have done better. Absolutely, and I think that something that Athletes to Athletes and Dave Campbell's Texas Football really share on is is that transparency. And and we, to peel back the curtain, in that transparency, had talked before, and you were like, is is some of these parts of this story a little too vulgar? Can I say this? And I was like, first off, man, if that's your story, absolutely say it. But I think that that's something that Athletes to Athletes focuses on so well, is that transparency. And a lot of times those uncomfortable conversations are what force parents to realize, hey, we might never think that our kids going through that, but this is a difficult process for them, especially as 17, 18 year old kids. So what do you typically, I'm not asking you to give all your advice out for free, but what do you typically <laughs> tell parents in a situation like this of, hey, make sure to check on their mental health, make sure that they're okay as humans, because we look at athletes sometimes I feel like nowadays as objects or sources of revenue for personal income, you know, and it's kind of one of those things. How do you remind folks to say, hey, make sure that you're treating them like humans as well, because this is a difficult process for anyone to navigate. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's yeah so many lanes that you could go down when it comes to something like that. But I think for a lot of the parents, when we talk to them, it's just helping them understand that, you know, as big of a thing as this is and as important as it is and not to diminish it at all, it really is. It's it's your it's your child's opportunity to compete in a leisure sport as an adult. It's kind of what it comes down to. And to align your child's value as a person based on how well they can do that leisure activity, when you think about it in a vacuum, seems a little bit silly. And so I think we just try to level set a little bit and create some context around what that is. And kids, regardless of whether they're gonna show it to their parents or not, really take you know their advice and their words and their actions to heart. And I think so many parents you know look at these Power Five conferences and these prestigious universities and these massive institutions with these huge budgets and they think that is that is the unilateral bar of success and they whether they do it consciously or subconsciously sort of imprint that on their kids and so when their kids start looking at places they want to play there's this expectation of okay well my parents are always talking about these schools or my parents went to this school that's a big one too you know have this expectation to live up to those standards or live up to those values and and helping parents understand that you know words matter actions matter and, and just helping your kids know, verbalize, you know, success is what you make it. Th that student athlete, that kid gets to determine what success means in that, in that process. And you can find success at any one of these levels. And, and a lot of times you're going to find more success at different levels based on your skill set, based on your interests, based on what you want to do beyond college. And, you know, just having parents that understand that part of the process and can help verbalize and support their kids in that search. because. It's not easy to go through that process. Um, I think makes all the difference in the world. And then I want to talk about your team a little bit too, because obviously you have uh, just an outstanding story of people. If if I had a kid that was going through, I would say, heck yeah, I want this guy helping. But your team, obviously, this is a this is a really deep rooted thing for you into wanting to make sure that the people that you're working with care as much about these athletes as you do. What have you done to to build your team and really find this team of people that that want to help these kids for all the right reasons? Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, the first thing that we do is all of our advisors are former college athletes. And we think that's important to provide you know, a level of credibility and a level of validation that, hey, these folks are telling you things because they went through them or they experienced them or they reached this level 
that you are hoping to reach, whether that's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, Junior College, insert thing here, they got to that level and they can speak from a, from a place of experience. And, and really, to be honest with you, it comes down from you know, a, a culture and a passion. You can, you can tell that on a person when you talk to them. You know, we are very fortunate that we're very, we try to be as transparent as we, as we can be about what our values are, what we want to provide for these kids. We're not trying to create a resume of, hey, we've got a thousand kids that went to these Division I programs and we're awesome and we, do, you know, we churn out all these folks and whatever. That's not us. Our goal is to help your child find the best fit for them where they're going to have the next 40 years of success. I want them to call me a year into their college career, a year after their college career, and be happier and happier every year because of the opportunities they were given. And it's amazing that you know, we find these student athletes and these former college athletes that share those same values and, and see that same potential in these kids. And it just creates those, those bonds and we're able to, to share that with other kids that we work with. Truly tremendous there, and we hope that anyone who is looking to help their kids get recruited in any sort of way and, and really be able to navigate that tough path, we'll, we'll check them out. He's Reed Meyer. He's the co-founder and CEO of Athletes to Athletes. Reed, we really appreciate you, and you can find him at uh, athletestoathletes.com. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for watching thanks this to Reed Meyer on YouTube. Ah, if get you like this kind of stuff and you want <laughs> more of it. Uh, thanks to Reed Meyer uh, of Athletes to Athletes and uh, our dearly departed Ashley Pickle. Um, she, I mean, she's fine. Yes. She's not in the office today. She's not here. Um, but we are, um, we appreciate him taking some time and sharing his story. Obviously very powerful there. And, and if you go to, uh, we'll tell you to go to athletesathletes.com slash DC to schedule your free session to learn more about how they can help you find the college program that's right for you both on and off the field. That's athletesathletes.com slash DC. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. That's not true. Yeah, it is. We don't we don't cover romance and travel. I was getting the uh the Oh the, oh mailbag. Yeah. yeah, by the way, apparently I said it was May. <laughs> It is not May. Yeah. It's June 17th. It is, in fact, June so, 17th. It's been a long day. Glad it's it's not. I'm glad it's not May. It's hot outside. Cold in here. I'm getting... I have a lot of excuses. <laughs> uh, anyway, textfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. You can get the 2021 two summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football mailed directly to you uh, before it hits newsstands. If you go to textfootball.com slash subscribe, you can also scan that QR code. Hey, uh, hey, Malpal. Hmm. What is Sunday? Father's Day. Sunday's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to Todd. Yep. Father's Day to Todd. Happy Father's Day to my dad, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, if you've got a dad and your dad likes sports, give him a subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code BIRDSUPREKUM or the Mecca uh, to uh, to get 5% off of a subscription. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. We do hope you will try that. Mm-hmm. All right, Mallory. Time for some exciting things here. Woo. Because today, Dave Campbell's Texas Football is going to unveil the top 10 in the preseason rankings of uh, Class 1A Division 2, getting to the UIL ranks, 1A Division 2, six-man football, the smallest UIL classification. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have expanded rankings in the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which you can get at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Um, and today we're breaking into the UIL ranks. Of course, we are the official, re- official rankings provider of the Associated Press, have been for a couple of years now. Uh, very proud of that. And so these are really the Texas high school football rankings of record. They're you know legit. what I mean? And we take that pretty seriously around mm-hmm. here. One make sure we get it right so without further ado let's roll out the top 10 in the class 1a division 2 preseason rankings starting with number 10 
Cherokee. The Indians of Cherokee are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine to start the year. Coming off of a 7-4 year last year, uh, we think that they are in for an even bigger thing uh, year thanks to eight starters back from last year's team. This team's going to have plenty of offense. The question is going to be, can that defense catch up? Uh, we think they've got an opportunity to make a run there uh, out of Region 4. Uh, tough district. Another team in that district will be coming up in this rankings. But for now, Cherokee starts the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. On to number nine, where you'll find the Cougars of Klondike out of La Mesa, Texas, the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, a state semifinalist from last year. Uh, the winners uh, there of, of their region uh, now move over to Region One, uh, where they are going, or rather, stay in Region One, uh, but bring back uh, about half their team from last year's team. Uh, now they've got a couple of young players uh, that got some great playoff experience last year. Their team size is going to be pretty good, uh, but there's uh, a couple of guys who are going to need to step up. Uh, some young guys. There's some big shoes filled. They lose three All-State players, but we think that Klondike has an opportunity uh, to continue their rise. Uh, Lamisa Klondike, the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. On to number eight. The Greyhounds of Throckmorton are the number eight team to start the year in Dave Campbell's Texas football. 11-1 and one, uh, district champions a year ago. Uh, very interesting here as they flip sides of the bracket. Remember, they moved from District 9 to District 7 over from Region 3 to Region 2. Bring back six starters uh, overall. Uh, this is a team that uh, I think has uh, has a great amount of uh, cohesiveness. A lot of pr- a lot of playmakers that they have an opportunity to make some some uh, a run. But like a lot of teams in 1A Division 2, depth is going to be the question. Can they stay healthy if they're able to do that we think they've got an opportunity to make a deep run especially in their new uh, surroundings there in region two throckmorton starts the year number eight in dave campbell's texas football to number seven we go our first Region 1 team here is Whit Harrell is the number eight, 7 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football to start the year. Uh, of course, a, a disappointing first-round exit in the playoffs last year, but that serves to only uh, only strengthen them in the, the second year under this coaching staff. Uh, they have grown a lot. They bring back every starter from last year's squad. They lose just two lettermen overall. Uh, depth is, again, going to be the big question there. Can they stay healthy? We think they've got an opportunity to be a real contender there in Region 1. Whit Harold starts the year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Getting interesting now, number six, the Motley County Matadors are the number six team to start the year in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, the state runner-up from last year does have to replace a fair amount. They bring back just two starters overall, one on each side of the ball. Uh, but this is a program that is uh, doesn't they don't rebuild, they reload, and they're going to have an opportunity to make some to make a run. There's some concern about the numbers in the program, but this is a program that you can pretty much set your watch to. Motley County is going to be a contender there, especially there in Region 2. We think they've got an opportunity to make a run. Motley County starts the year number seven, or six rather, in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Ready for a little surprise? The number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football is the defending 1A Division II state champion Straw Greenhounds. Coming off of an undefeated season uh, from last year, Coach Dwayne Lee has a little bit of a, a, a rebuild to do here. He loses every starter from last year's squad. Brings back just three lettermen overall. This is a, almost a complete rebuild here at Strawn. That said, there are few coaches in Texas high school football at any level who are as decorated or as quality as Dwayne Lee. He gets the benefit of the doubt which vaults them back into the top five. The question is going to be, can they find those playmakers to replace everything that they lost from last year's uh, state championship team? Strawn is going to be a contender, make no mistake, and especially flipping sides of the bracket is a big challenge for them going from Region 3 over to Region 2. 
If you think Strawn's going away, you're wrong. Greyhounds start the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Next up, number four, the Coyotes of Richland Springs are the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, one of the most, the most decorated program in six-man football in Texas uh, starts the year number four here after a loss in the state semifinals to the aforementioned Strawn. They bring back half of their starters from last year's squad and then coach Jerry Burkhart, uh, again, one of the most decorated coaches in Texas high school football history. Uh, it's been a couple of years since we've seen them win a state championship, which is pretty rare considering they more or less win it every single year. We think they got another great shot this year. The program's go, uh, the program is in good hands. Richland Springs start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number three, we go into the top three where the Jayton Jaybirds, the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. All but three starters are back from last year's squad that made it all the way to the regional final. Uh, this is a team that's got plenty of experience, especially on the defensive side, and that could give them a little bit of, that could give them a real edge there in region two. Now, one of the questions for them is going to be the uh, the offensive backfield. Can they find a couple of playmakers in that, uh, that patented Jaybird offense? But this is a program there in Jayton that it has plenty of pedigree, plenty of tradition, and plenty of will to win. This is a program there out in Region 2 that is going to be a challenge, or going to be certainly a challenge for everybody. It's a loaded Region 2, but Jayton starts the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Only two spots left, Malpal. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Who could be number two? Let's find out. The Bears of Balmeray are the number two team to start the year in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, legendary coach Vance Jones back for another season after a loss in the second round last year uh, to Motley County. They bring back every starter on defense and four starters on offense. This team is loaded for Bear. Uh, last year's uh, fall, quote unquote, fall from a nine and two record. Remember, this is a to a nine and two record. Remember, this is the team that won the 2020 state championship in 1A Division Two. Uh, they are a. They've got depth at every position. They have got experience at every position. This is going to be a team that is a bona fide, certified contender. That is why the Balmeray Bears start the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And the favorites out of region one. But that means there's one more spot, Mallory. Mm -hmm. The number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football in 1A Division 2. The Mustangs of Benjamin start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. A team that went 10-1 and a year ago uh, brings back a ton of senior leadership. Every single starter from last year's team is back. Plus, they add the best player in six-man football in Grayson Rigdon, who transfers from Strawn over to Benjamin with the move of his father to Jamie Rigdon to be the head coach. Benjamin was already an outstanding program, and without Grayson Rigdon, they would have been a top-five team, no, no doubt. But with the addition of Grayson Rigdon, if this team can stay healthy and they can play to their paper, Benjamin looks like the team to beat in 1A Division Two. The Benjamin Mustangs begin the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football in Class 1A Division Two. So there you are, the top 10 in the preseason rankings of Dave Campbell's Texas football in 1A Division II. Number 10, Cherokee. Number 9, Klondike. Number 8, Throckmorton. Number 7, Whit Harrell. Number 6, Motley County. Number 5, Strawn. Number 4, Richland Springs. Number 3, Jayton. Number 2, Balmeray. The number one team, perhaps a surprise, mm -hmm, the Mustangs say. of Benjamin start the year number one. Of course, you can find expanded rankings for all Texas high school football classifications in the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can secure your copy today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. I think that's catching people by surprise. I, I know that when we were talking about the 1A Division II rankings, uh, there's such it's, it's, it's one of the more unpredictable cl uh, classifications because of the small nature of it, one or two players can really make gonna, a difference. Yeah. yeah, and that with the addition of Grayson Rigdon, too, mm -hmm. for 
uh, for Benjamin, for Benjamin that, yeah, really that really adds, adds that really puts him over the top. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Before he transferred from Strawn to uh, to um, to Benjamin. Benjamin. We had we had Benjamin already in the top five because this mm-hmm. is a team that was a ten win team from a year ago. They were bringing back a ton. Uh, this is a team that really looked like they were moving in the right direction. Uh, a, a curious move, uh, losing Coach Shannon Waters, who mm-hmm. was our one A coach of the year. Um, but they, they bring in Jamie Rigdon, and uh, he brings with him his son Grayson, who is in who was the best player in six man football last year as a freshman. Uh, now there at Benjamin should make his presence felt. Um, Going to be very interesting, and it's it's it by by no means a layup. I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, Benjamin's never won a title. Benjamin's never won a title, uh, and I think Balmeray is a is star studded I think Strawn even with every starter gone I think that you doubt them at your own peril Jayton Richland Springs needs no introduction Motley County played for a title last year uh, I think Whit Harrell is a real sleeper yeah. in the classification veteran group it's um it's a really interesting year in 1A Division 2 and um we we kind of we poured over it a lot before putting together these rankings, but we feel good about it, and it's going to be a really, really fun year there in 1A Division Two. Of course, expanded rankings in the 2022 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Coming up on Monday, we'll reveal 1A Division One. so stay Ooh. tuned for that. Yeah. All right, Mel Pal. I don't know if you have a read in front of you. Oh, I always have my read Because it's time Honda. for Helpful Honda Mailbag, Mailbag Friday. Friday. North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Always ready for our Well done. Excellent Honda. read. Strong read. Uh, all right. Do we have some questions here about high school football, college football, recruiting, yeah. lifestyle, romance, travel, any of those? We'll get to a few of them here in a bonus edition of Helpful Honda Mailbag Ooh. Friday. Let's start off with a pretty controversial one. Yeah. Um, does pineapple go on pizza? And I'm sure we have, I don't think we have discussed this before, but I'm sure it's been discussed on the show before. Okay. okay. So here, here's where I'm at with pineapple on pizza. Yep. If that's what you like, go for it. I'm not here to shame. Whatever you're into, do your thing. If you like pineapple on pizza, go for it. Do it. it. If you like papaya on pizza, if you like pretzels on pizza, if you like popcorn on pizza, there's a great book, Pete the Cat book, Pizza, Pete the Cat's <laughs> Pizza Party or something like that, that Hank really likes. Put all sorts of, put whatever you want on pizza. Okay. People who judge other people for their pizza toppings, they're lame. They're lame. Do you? All right. Pizza is a personal, it's a personal experience, so you should, you should do that. It should be a great experience. Now so. that said, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like pizza. I don't like I don't like pineapple on pizza. But like I also there's things I love I love mushrooms on pizza. Love them. Love mushrooms on pizza. My wife hates it. Okay. Hates it. So but it's just here's, a matter of preference. Here's the difference between pineapple and mushrooms to me. I am not a sweet and salty person. I'm a sweet or salty person, but really? I don't like I don't like them combined. Mm. So that's why I think mushroom on pizza makes more sense than pineapple on pizza. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, if that makes sense? Yeah, I, th- I think so. That's, I, I think I know what you're... What I, you're I'm just not a sweet and salty person. Yeah. So um, I don't like the, the two combined. Right. I understand. Okay, that's fine. But separately, they're good. You're not, you're not into, uh, you're not into just to sweet and salty. There's a word for that of like... Yeah, I know. I sweet can't, and salty at the same time. I can't think of it. Like yeah. It's like a fancy, yeah. fancy word. I can't think of that. Anyway. Yeah, I like chips and candy, but I don't like... Are chips or candy, but I don't like chips see, and candy. The like people, the two. See, there yeah. are the people yeah. who like they go and um and they'll pour like the they'll get the the, the 
popcorn. They'll pour like M&Ms in them. And I'm like, that's a little much. See, I don't like that. I appreciate both of them, but that's fine. All right. Okay. What's next? How about, uh, what do you think about Gilmer, Texas this year? Well, give, give your fans a little bit of a I suppose, taste well, week, I've, I've, if we do I haven't confirmed it, but I think they're going to field a team. Um, I think they'll probably put 11 on the field. No. Um, this is, they're a really interesting ball club this year because I think when you think of Gilmer, you think of offense. Mm-hmm. Like their offense has always been good. And they're going to have some playmakers. Rohan Fluellen is a superstar playmaker, but they are losing a star quarterback in uh, Brandon Tennyson. Tennyson. Like they're losing Brandon Tennyson. Mm-hmm. So there's questions for the first time in what feels like forever. There's kind of questions there on the offensive side. But the funny thing is, funny is a weird word, but the interesting thing about them is that I think their defense is going to be even better. Like their defense is going to be even better. Now that said, all of that said, they got a they got a tough new neighbor because Carthage flipped mm-hmm. sides of the bracket. Yeah, they flipped over from Region Three to Region Two, and so if if Carthage had stayed on the other side of the bracket, I would be. More they up. would be on my short list of teams to make a state championship uh-huh. game. But because Carthage is now on that side of the bracket, and they're already going to have to go through a team like Wichita Falls Hershey, they're already going to have to deal with Pleasant Grove in district play. And I've been telling you for months and months and months that y'all screwed around by letting them hang around mm-hmm. and play a bunch of playoff games. Like, Pleasant Grove is going to be really good. Um, the, I like Gilmer a lot. The problem with them, I, I foresee this year, is that I think that their region draw is brutal. Mm-hmm. And whoever, like, the, but the region draw is brutal for Carthage. It's brutal for everybody. Everybody's got to play each other. And so I like I like Gilmer a lot, especially if they're able to find a quarterback. And I especially like their defense. But I, I, I wish they were in a different region. Yeah. Like, then I'd be really fired up about them. Instead, I'm like, all right, good team. Got a bunch of challenges in front of them. Yeah. You know, there's other teams... That I really that I like less, but because of their path. draw, I'm like, yeah. oh, I like the, like um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Quero, Wimberley, Wimberley, Wimberley's a team that I like. I think they're pretty good. I think they've got an opportunity to make a run uh, this year. But you know, some some pieces to fill. I think head to head, I'd probably take Gilmer over Wimberley. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me which team looks more likely to make a state championship, I'd say Wimberley, Wimberley. simply because it's the easier path. Is a path. Easier. Yep. A little bit, a little bit more manageable. So, okay. Anyway, let's do two more if we've got them. Okay. Let's do over under on the number of cleats that melt on the turf fields next weekend yes. in College Station. It's gonna be or us. We could do people too. It's gonna be warm. We could do people too. It's gonna be warm. In fact, I haven't checked to get today because uh, they did. They have adjusted the uh, the weather forecast. It's not gonna be 164 anymore, which is good. Yeah. It's only gonna be 105. Um, neat. Thursday 103. Yay. Friday 104. Saturday 105. So, so keeps, nice little... It just keeps getting better nice as we go up. on the week. I don't know, because originally when I first looked oh at boy. it, it was 103, 106, 103. And I don't know if this is better. Uh, but at the same time, it does feel like when you get to this range, it's all just like so sweltering hot. Uh-huh. Um, if you are going, I know I'm not your mom, but like if I may speak to you like a, like a parent for a moment... Please, for the love of God, drink water. Drink water. Don't stay drink cool. soda. Don't drink. No ga- not even Gatorade either. Don't drink like, just Gatorade. Just drink, drink water. water. Just drink water. Don't drink all the sports drinks. Just drink Mm-mm. water and drink a bunch of it. 
Yeah. And don't stop drinking water. Just yeah. keep doing it. Uh, I know that I believe our friends at Ozarka are going to be out there yes. um, with a, a bunch of water, but make sure you're staying hydrated because it is like... It's going to be brutal. What, like, we, we laugh about, oh, man, it's Texas. It's so hot. Da, da, da. Like, this is dangerous Record breaking, hot. yeah. This is dangerous hot. This yeah. is, like, detrimental to your health hot. And so please find shade when you can. Please wear sunscreen. Please drink water. This ends me being your dad here for yep. a minute. It is Father's Day. Let me do it. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? All right. Do we have an ender? Yes, we do have an ender. Oh, wow. How about thoughts on Dallas being selected as a host city for that? the 2026 World Cup? Congratulations to our friend Matt Wilson in Arlington. Yes. I know he'd been working on that really Shout hard out. with both them and the Dallas uh, Sports Commission um, trying to get that. Uh, I think it's rad. I think it's really cool. Um, I don't think it should be a surprise. I mean... AT&T Stadium gets a lot of big events, right? They do. I mean, and and now they they pushed for it and they got it. It's awesome. Um, it's a bucket list sports item. I was, for me. yep, that's definitely something. Now I've I've gotten in more, way more into soccer than I ever have been uh-huh. just working here, and mm-hmm. so now I think it's got to be on my bucket list. We as well. were we were discussing because like, so from what I understand, I haven't I haven't talked with with Matt. Mm-hmm. I should. Um, I would guess that they are going for some big games. My guess yep. is that they're going to try to get um, final, semifinal, mm-hmm. certainly knockout rounds. You know, um, any game would be great. We were talking about this, like if the United States it's were to play at AT and T Stadium, if they were to play at AT and T Stadium, <sighs> I mean. I would have to have a serious financial conversation with my wife about that because uh-huh. I I would I would give a, a significant amount of money, a significant sum of money to mm-hmm. watch the United States play the World Cup in my hometown. Okay. Like that would be incredible. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are going to be more people at that game, if the U.S. is in it, than a regular Cowboys game? Do you think there's going to be more no, people in attendance? there won't be, and I'll tell okay. you why. Because I'm fairly certain they're going to have to take out some seats. You, okay, good point. Because good if point. you've ever seen a soccer match there, first of all, they're gonna have to put in gra- grass. They have to do. They have to do right. Th- like the 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 FIFA requires the games played on natural grass. Actual grass. Yes. So they have to put in grass. And I I believe this is the case that they're gonna have to like shave off some of the corners because um, because if you've ever seen a soccer match there, the corners are a little tight. Yep. It can be a little tight, and FIFA's not gonna go for that. FIFA's gonna say no. That's got to be the way we want it. It's, this is our this is our showcase event, right? And so I I don't think so, only because of that. But it'll be jam packed, and it'll be if the United States were to play there, I would say if there's if there's a final or a semifinal or some sort of huge game, mm-hmm. it will be. I think it's gonna uh, no, they have the Super Bowl there, yeah. but it's gonna be up there as far as like the highest price ticket that's ever been right. there, um, because it's guys. I mean, if you don't it's know, World deal. Cup's the biggest sporting event in the world yeah like and it's coming to it's coming here and by the way by the way let's not uh, overlook houston's gonna get some games too yeah houston two two cities in texas are gonna be there their energy stadium they're gonna play which is awesome Mm -hmm. like so cool that texas is gonna have two host cities fairly certain we're the only state that has two host cities yeah gotta be I was looking at the list. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I noticed that um, too. What was interesting, I know the conversation about the, the host cities was they felt like D.C. was the one that was like the last one out. Like yeah. D.C. Baltimore got snubbed. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, no Chicago. 
Yes. That's Very a big interesting. One. Um, that was one. Uh, I know that there was some talk about maybe Charlotte getting one, but Charlotte didn't get it. Um, very interesting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that I know that there was some talk that um, that Bob Kraft, the owner of the of the Patriots, did some finagling with his buddies at FIFA to get a game in Boston instead of a game in in Baltimore. But hmm. uh, but no doubt Texas is the soccer capital of the world. I think everybody agrees with this. Oh yeah. Dallas and Dallas and Houston getting World Cup games. I mean. Come on, guys. That's pretty sweet. Uh, Arlington and Houston, I should say. Arlington yeah, no, let, let, let's get out of this Dallas crap. It's Arlington, please. I know. Put you're some an Ag, I am an Agtown rep. Yeah, Agtown you're Agtown rep. Agtown um, but it's, it's super cool. And and even if you're not into soccer, you should be like super fired up for the state of Texas yes. and super fired up for uh, the city of Houston and the city of, of DFW Arlington, whatever you want to call it, um, getting these games because it's a big deal. It's a cool spotlight uh, here on our little fair burg. So, yeah. uh, cool stuff. Cool All right, stuff. Mallory. Hey, Mallory, this was fun. This was we fun. Should, Thanks for having me. We should do podcasts me. more often. We should do podcasts more often. Yeah. We should have more podcasts. We should have more podcasts with video to them. You oh, mean, wait, we do. You mean like Republic of Football? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Republic of Football, if you didn't know, yes. uh, is going video, uh, going live on video uh, starting on Tuesday, right? Yes. Tuesday 2 at p.m. 2? 2 p.m. Tuesday, 2 p.m. on these same channels. So wherever you're watching this right now, you can watch Republic of Football on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, Ishmael Johnson, Mike Craven, uh, Mallory Hartley, uh, talking college football. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. it I'm excited to watch. Uh, I mean, I always get to watch it because like, I can just look out in the, through the you window. You just look in like, the window. There they are, <laughs> doing Republican football. But now, everyone gets to see it. So if you've if you've missed Mike Craven or Ishmael Johnson or you just need more Mallory Hartley in your life, Republican football. Tune in. Tuesday, live. Yes. Make sure you do. Yes, it's going to yes. do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Reed Meyer of Athletes Athletes for being our guest. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. Happy Father's Day, dads. Mm. We did it. <laughs> we made it. See if you can sleep until like 730. <laughs> we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>